ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dyke Hewitt Mills. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Jeremiah 33. Can we sit down please? All the people at the back in the doors, I can see you. You need to sit down. Jeremiah 33. Amen. Verse 3, call unto me, call unto me, and I will answer thee. Amen. Do you believe that? And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Amen. Now, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1. Do you believe that God can show you great and mighty things? Amen. Amen. How be it? 1 Corinthians Chapter 2 Verse 13 Which things also we speak Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth But which the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Amen. And verse 14 is the verse we are looking for. And it says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man. For they are foolishness unto him. Amen. Neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. So the natural man 
cannot receive a lot of things. Not the evil man. Not the evil man. The natural man. Are you with me? All right. So, what am I trying to say? I'm saying that when it comes to God answering our prayers, you must not be natural. You, you must not think in a natural way. Otherwise, you, not, you don't even receive the promise. The promise that is coming is too fantastic. Like Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Call unto me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. What uh, can you show us in our ordinary lives? You get what I'm saying? And you tend to reject supernatural things. And please take note, supernatural, that means above natural or beyond natural. So when you come to the house of God and whenever you approach the Lord in prayer, you must put away your natural mind and trust in the Lord so that you can relate with the things that are in the Bible, the things of prayer. Are you with me? Because prayer is to draw in a supernatural element into your life. Amen. And whenever you meet devils, devils in human beings are the most difficult to deal with. When they possess a person to a large degree. Why is that? Because everybody has a right to live, including the demon-possessed person. He's been given a period of time to be around. So you see some people killing so many people in their prayers. Let this one die. Let this one end tomorrow. This one should be gone. This one should be gone. In six months, we must see a funeral. Yes. There are a lot of soulish prayers which come from our desperation when we are desperate dealing with devils, opposition, resistance, conflict. Fighting. What did Jesus do when he met unchangeable things? How many have met some things that, if you want to be very honest, you will say that it will not change in my lifetime, in your lifetime? How many have met some things like that? Yeah. A lot of things. One of the examples of an unchangeable thing which Jesus met was Judas. Because if you read the book of John, 
you see that Jesus really spoke to him and told him, it, he was advising him, don't do what you are doing. It will be better if you are not born. He said, one day I read the passage, I was surprised Jesus said, all that during the last supper, supper. I thought he didn't say anything to him, but he said so much. It was serious advice. But almost every sin and evil has a bit of stubbornness. It's like almost every house has a wall in Ghana. The wall is to defend the house. Yes. So almost every evil has an element of stubbornness in it. To defend the evil. So almost stubborn spirit is one of the commonest spirit because it's an associate to most spirits. Are you with me? Yeah. Are you, are you really here? Have you been coming for the prayer meetings? We are in a season of prayer. Intensive prayers. Yeah. If you want a 21 day fasting, you have to go to another church. We are not doing 21 days here. We are doing season. Yes. What was I telling you about? Stubbornness. I knew what I was telling you. I wanted to see whether you knew. Almost every evil has stubbornness. That's why the Bible says stubbornness is as all iniquity. All iniquity has stubbornness with it. Yeah. It's the, it's the wall. Like if you say that, almost every house has a wall. It's, it's quite true. It's to defend the thing. Uh-huh. Now, there are many things which will not change because, I don't know, stubbornness. If you take the nuclear war, when the war ended in July, they had a meeting. Uh, Hitler died on the 30th of April, 1945. No one was able to kill him. No one was able to kill him till he killed himself. Stubborn. Very stubborn. He wouldn't move. He died just a few days after his birthday. And on his birthday, he came out of the banker to congratulate children who were fighting. Stubbornness is wild, though. Like, he could have surrendered long, but he, he made them fight all the way from France, the border of France, the sea. All the way up to Berlin. And not just Berlin. To where he was. He will not go. 42 attempts on his life. None of them succeeded. Till he himself decided that I'm going. Stubbornness. Yeah. Almost every evil has a high element of stubbornness. And when he knew the troops were far. You get it. And, and even coming. From France, when I say from France, you know, it's like coming, say, from Nigeria to Ghana. So that's how France and Germany have, they are, they have, they share, share a border. So it's, they, you come from the sea, then you come to France, then you come in. So they came, all they came to the border, 
And they were coming, 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 coming. And the Russians too were coming from the east. All the way through Poland, all the neighbors. And then they were, oh, they came and met at the same time. He will never surrender. They advised him to surrender. Agri said, no surrender. He said, Germany deserves to be destroyed. Because we have been defeated. Yeah. German people deserve it. Almost every evil has this element. And after he died, they still did not surrender seven days later before they agreed. Maybe we have lost. Which is, there was a reason for that. They were trying to move. They were afraid of the Russians. The Russians were more wicked to them. So they allowed a lot of the Germans to come to the British side. About two million of them crossed. Yeah. So that they would rather be captured by the British than to be captured by the Russians. But the Russians were wild. Yeah. They were very wild. The Russians, they are wild though. America, they fear. America fears Russia. I'm talking about stubbornness. Then in August, this is May. Then July, they met, all the powers met. Stalin, Roosevelt, and Churchill. They all met and agreed how to share the rest of Germany and how, what to do. Japan, they said, no. Japan was part of the war. So we, we, we are not surrendered at all. We are going to continue fighting. So in August, they have developed the atom bomb. The atom bomb is about from this chair to just here. Just, just a small bomb like this. Yeah. They put it in the plane. Yeah, that's the size. If you see, it's about the height of this chair. And about five chairs. Yeah. Yeah, there's a small one they took. And they, they went and they dropped it on Hiroshima. Hiroshima was a town which they bombed everywhere in Japan except Hiroshima because they wanted to see the effect of the bomb on a place. So they bombed everywhere and left only Hiroshima as an experiment, yes, to see the effect of the bomb. They have never used it before. And when they, when they dropped it early in the morning, they sent a first plane which is the weather plane, to see that the weather is okay. <laughs> so when they saw the weather plane, they sounded the alarm, everybody went to hide. And then the plane went. They thought it was, but the atom bomb one was now coming. And there were three of them. Only one was carrying the bomb. One was taking pictures. Yeah. One was just photographs to, to watch the whole thing. Yeah. And when they dropped it, in 45 seconds from the time they dropped, it exploded before it hit the ground. It started to explode. Yeah. Everybody for miles was wiped out. And they thought that Japan, it was the wind and the light. It forms a very bright light like the sun. First, the light comes first. Then the wind and then the fire. Everybody's vapor, you, you disappear. Yeah. 
Japan said, we, we, are, we, we will never give up. Yeah. You see, almost every evil is associated with stubbornness. They wipe out the whole city. Everybody disappeared. A few people escaped though. One person was working in the bank and the bank was made of, of concrete of him for security. So she was in the bank and she survived. A few people. Stubbornness is associated with almost every evil. So most of the things we are dealing with that we don't like have stubborn, the stubbornness element in it. True or not true? You've noticed it, eh? but you've not noticed it in yourself. In others. It's, it's painful to see it in others, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> One husband told his daughter, you are just like your mother. <laughs> Very stubborn. I thought he was going to say something nice. And he said, well, just like your mother, stubborn. Mercy. You know why I give the examples I give? Because I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Oh yes. That's my 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 message. That's my message. Yeah. Now stubbornness. Huh? Is something you are dealing with. And you may want somebody to die. But the person has also been given a time to stay on earth. Or you don't get what I'm saying. Yeah. So praying for people to die is not so wise. Mm -hmm. When you have a problem of a demon in a person. So what did Jesus do? To deal with Judas and the spirit of stubbornness that he will not listen. How can you tell somebody it's better that you were not born and you are still persisting in that thing? Huh? What did Jesus do? He prayed his master prayer to deal with the devil. That is the prayer that employs demons to work for you. Yes. That prayer is called the will of God prayer. Thy will be done. When you say thy will be done, then God comes in. Then the demons, I tell you always, they are managed and used as agents of something good for you. So they, they start to work because without the devil, without Judas, how would Jesus have died for, for me? He would have lived up to 100 and 200, maybe Methuselah. He couldn't die. I mean, the, the storm wanted to drown him. He just stood up and said, hey, hey. Hey, remember who, who is in the boat, eh? You'll be drowning people. You don't know who is in the boat. Yeah. He would not have died at all. When they wanted to kill him in uh, uh, Luke, uh, Mark 6, when he went to preach in his hometown, 
He just passed through them. They wanted to kill. Jesus suffered attempted murder many times. So dying there unless somebody, some other way. So when, when Judas came to him, kissed him. He said, are you using kisses? You are using kisses. Hey, your strategy is interesting. You are using kisses. No problem. Then Peter took a sword. He said, no, 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 no. You don't know. This man is an agent. He's working for me. Yeah, I came to die. He doesn't even know. So things are going to work for your good, including those demonic powers that seem to be very stubborn in your life and not yielding. That is why I believe that praying, that thy will be done, thy will be done, very important. Yeah. All your enemies will become your workers. Yes. There will be involuntary helpers. Yes. I mean, when our office was born, my office was, I was so proud of my office. You know, my office was uh, a former operator's room. Do you know operator? When you go to watch a film, the one who is operator, the one they say, operator, hey, when the thing goes off, it doesn't, the film in the cinema. That was my office up there. We just made a little thing that I was so proud of my little office. Now, God's will was I should have a, a more better offices. Nicer than that. And more. I had not heard of uh, Kodesh. But one of my prayers, thy will be done. So the people who came to break the walls in the church, the helicopter which came to fly over the church, the soldiers who came there on Thursday morning, the bulldozers which came with soldiers to come and break down the wall of the church, which was made of concrete, they were all eight. They had been employed by God. You believe or you don't believe? Yeah. So those of you who have been crying over things, I need you to join Jesus in his special prayer. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Both Judas and Peter will help you. Peter was somewhere. He said he doesn't know Jesus. He said he doesn't know him. He said he doesn't know him. He said, I said I don't know him. He's not my friend. He said, he's not my friend. Wow. You don't know me. Peter was warming his feet. He was feeling cold. He was warming his feet. One day you go to Israel at winter time. You see, you see how cold it is. There's winter, there's desert, but there's winter. He was, uh, he said, Peter said, I don't know him. I've not seen him before. I'm just in the area. I just came by. Me, I'm a fisherman. I said, I don't know. What will I do? What, what will I What is his name? You said his name was Jesus. Peter was stubborn. Three times they had the same. I said, I said, I don't know. I'll slap you. I said, I don't know him. Stupid fool. Damn you. Stubbornness. There are points I said, you know. I said, I don't know him. How can you tell me I know somebody I say I don't know? Are you in me? Are you in my life? Uh, do, you, do you know all the people I know? Have you met all the people I've met? I said, I don't know him. 
stupid. Damn you. Hey. <laughs> but it was he was now an agent. That's an orangu. An orangu is an agent. The orangus that I have had, they made me write a book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, which has made me famous. Yes. Then there were agents helping me to write a book that has made me famous. I am invited all over the world all the time. Yes. Yesterday I was invited to Venezuela. Yeah. For what? Loyalty. My agents were have helped me. The points are, all my points are real points. One day somebody was reading books, said that the book was finished. I don't want this book to finish. But it was finishing because he has reached the end. <laughs> yes. One time I was preaching and there was a, a, a bishop from America. He's a famous, uh, he, sings, he sang a song. What song did he sing? He has a song. Every time that we are gathered together in his name, that we are not in power. Yeah, he said, when we were preaching, I knew one person in everything you said. I could imagine somebody in my church in this thing that you are preaching. <laughs> he said, at each point, I knew this, this man is what he's talking about. So, my agents. Your enemies will become your agents today. Do you believe the, the prophecy? Yeah. So let's stand up. We are praying. Let us pray what Jesus prayed. Lord, we are going to ask you great and mighty things. And the great and mighty thing that we want you to, we want to ask you is that your will, let your will be done. Let all enemies of our lives discover that God is greater than anybody and anything. No matter how long they are around and what they do, let the will of God be done. Lift your hands and call on God. Sorry, 
Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Put it up on the screen. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Call unto me. Yes. I will answer thee. And I will show thee. Hallelujah. Great and mighty things. How many believe that the will of God is a great thing? Lift your hand and ask God, show me your great will, your Lord, great your plan, great your will. great purpose, your great plan, your great purpose. Your great will, your great and Lord, show me your great will, your great will. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank See that Jeremiah twenty-nine. Jeremiah twenty-nine. Beautiful. Now, how many of us know that our church doesn't have any order of service? Yeah. If you want a church with order of service, you need to go somewhere else. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29. Now notice, beautiful. Verse 4. Thus saith the Lord of hosts unto all that are carried away as captives. Huh? This is what God is saying to all those who are carried away as captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Amen. 
Now, I want you, I want you to know, as we are in this prayer time and season, and in this time in, in, in the service, that God has a will. Can I say, can you hear me when I say a will? Like something he wants. Amen. Something he wants you to do. Okay? Do you believe it? And I want you to know it in your heart. And believe it. That God has something that he wants you to do all the time. And you say something in what? I am not a pastor. I'm not talking about pastors, please. I'm talking about humans who are trying to serve God. Are you a human trying to serve God? Okay. God has something he wants you to do. And I, I, I think that there is no greater subject than for you to find the will of God for the ones you can find. Because sometimes you can't know his will. And sometimes he just guides you through different means apart from speaking to you so God can speak to you but apart from speaking to you he can guide you without telling, saying anything in particular alright yeah because when Jesus prayed that I will be done he didn't hear anything he just woke up and knew that God had heard his prayer and then after that, everybody started to flow with the will of God. Pontius Pilate wouldn't listen to his wife that day. In spite of the dream she told and how nice she had been to him in the morning. Yes. Alright. So, Jeremiah 29 and verse 4 says, Thus says the Lord to everybody who is carried away captive. Now, in a sense, there are things that have captured us. We are not so happy with them. Okay? So, in our difficulty, okay, there, there is the will of God for you. And that will is what I don't want us to lose and be lost on. Beautiful. Now, look at the will of God. Verse 5. Continue. Build houses. Build houses and dwell in them. Hey! <laughs> you are expecting something like prayer or whatever. Said, build houses. Yes. Build houses and dwell. So God has something to say about everything. You know, one day I was talking to someone, uh, trying to counsel the person, ask a question. The person said, It's personal. I said, It's personal. Hey! It's personal. Hey. So, you got to be careful. There is nothing personal when it comes to God. Everything is plain. Even devils are watching you sometimes when you are in the house. Demons watch you even when you are having sex. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Huh? 
Did you know it's in 1 Corinthians 7? No, these are diversions. I don't know what I should go into. I won't, I won't go into it. <laughs> ah, okay. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5. Defraud ye not one another. It's talking about sex during fasting. Defraud ye not one another. Except it be with consent for a time. That you give yourself to fasting and prayer and come together again. That Satan tempt you not for your incontinence. So how will Satan know when you are having sex? It's monitoring. So as soon as he sees your rhythm has changed. And he says this is a good time. Yeah. Please, back to Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah 29. So he has something to say about houses. Everything, gardens. Those of us who just cut down trees. Hmm? If you want to get in trouble with me, you cut down trees. Yes. I always teach people, it's bush people who cut down trees. They're clearing everywhere to put cement there. God has something to say. So some of us, God is saying, build. Yeah. He has something to say about our house, our building. Yeah. Verse 6. Take wives. Hey. <laughs> Wives. <laughs> plural for plural. <laughs> it's not saying one person should take wives. It's you as in the whole nation. Take wives. You want to be polygamous or what? And beget sons. Have sons and give your daughters to husbands. Yes. I mean, this is that says the Lord. What God is saying. Some people say that we are our church, we are pro-marriage. We are always having beloveds and so on. We like it. It's in the Bible. Yeah. They don't like such things, you go somewhere else. Yes. Hallelujah. That you may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. God is saying something even about children. God has something to say about everything. That's what I'm trying to let you see that God has a will about everything. There's nothing, so it's personal. It's personal. When the trouble comes, it will no more be personal. Verse 7. Seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray unto the Lord for it. So he's even telling you don't curse the city. 
Don't, don't fight it in your prayers. You know, Saul, the Paul, when he was preaching, some, a number of guys came together and decided to fast until he's killed. Until he's dead. Yeah, I think about 40 of them came together. They said that until this man is dead, we shall not stop fasting. These are death wishes. And, and it's important to pray, to, not to pray wrong prayers. Can't pray for Paul to die. You know the letters he has to write. He has not yet written First Corinthians and you want him to die. Yeah. So seek the peace. So in, in other words, pray for the Like we are in Ghana. You know, God may be telling us, pray for Ghana's peace. Yeah. So God has something to even say about politics. For in the peace thereof you shall have peace. Wow. God has something to say about everything. There is a will. He may have a will. Build a house. Build a house. Take a wife. Yes. He may say, marry now. Marry now. You marry. Okay. Okay. Be there. Then before you realize, you have two children with two different people. And you are bringing the third one for engagement. Verse 8. Verse 8. For thus says the Lord God, don't let your prophets or your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Neither hacking to your dreams, which you cause to be dreamed. You see, these are all sources of guidance. False prophets and false dreams. Be careful of your sources of guidance. There is only one guidance for you, and that is God's true word for your life. Amen. Verse 9. For they prophesy falsely in my name, and I have not sent them, saith the Lord. So there are a lot of prophets, God has not sent them. If your life is based on just listening to somebody, and you will notice when I prophesy, and sometimes when I talk, sometimes I'm speaking prophetically, and I'll ask you a question. (laughs) Because I, I also respect The reality that you have a mind and you have to make a decision as to whether I am a prophet to you or not. And whether you have to take a decision as to whether I'm speaking the word of God or not. So you you may disregard what I'm saying. It's up to you. But that's a decision you have to take about everybody. Verse 10. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years be accomplished, then I'll visit you. That means it's not even in your lifetime that things will change. But all the people who are listening to the prophecy must have been about 20, 30, 40, 50, and 70 years. So it's not going to be in your life. So it's a build houses. You see, I'm trying to explain to you that let's stop fighting the will of God when God has made it this way. You know, it's like being sent to a school and complaining about the school from day one till you, you, you leave the school. Have you done that before? You are sent to a school and you complain 
about the school from day one to the end. And God is saying, don't do that. Rather flow with my will. Yeah. You know, when, my, when, my, when I was taken to Achimota school, I hated it. It was a bad thing for me. I didn't like it. And they bullied me. They cheated me. They hurt me. They harmed me. Wicked people. I, I know every single one. I know their names. All of them. It's not easy to forget these people. No, we have people in church who come in and meet somebody who used to bully them. And their heart starts beating. As grown-ups. 37 years old, you see somebody say, because of the punishment that the person gave you when you were in school. Yeah. No, 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 no. One day I saw one of my tormentors on television. I said, hey, you should thank God I'm a Christian. I've forgiven you, but I have not easily forgotten. I've not forgotten. I can't forget the nights I was put in the toilet in the bathroom. Stay here till morning. Scrubbing a little boy, 12 years old. I'll be scrubbing alone. Everybody is sleeping. With a one wicked person who is staying awake to ensure that I suffer till the morning. <laughs> but you see, it is in Achimota school I found Christ. Yes. As I kept on being persecuted, I was now drawn and I found Christ. Christ. And I found Christ. I found my spiritual mother, Betty, and all the other Christians that I got to know. Yeah. So, you see, my heart suffering, it was to bring me to the greatest treasure you get what I'm saying? Yes. I don't know what you are going through, but I tell you, the will of God is a powerful will. And I want you to be very excited about His will. It says, after 70 years. So it, it means that nothing is going to change in relation to where you are living for your lifetime. You have to accept. Now, look at another amazing promise and reason that God says. Verse 11. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Not an unexpected end. So this is what God is saying to all of us today. That he knows the kind of thinkings he has about you and towards you. So learn to Find his will and pray for his will to happen. Believe in the will of God is the best place to be. Not Canada, not America, not Ghana, not Nigeria, not Congo. But the will of God is the best country to live in. Because right in the will of God is everything we are ever going to need. Amen. So God has a will about everything. And as we are praying in this season of prayer, I want you to be praying. Just don't not pray. Jesus prayed. But I'm praying already last week. He prayed three times. 
I'm tired of praying. You're not tired of watching films, but you are tired of praying. The same film. We know the end of the film. How many have watched a film and you know who will die in the film? Who will not die in the film? I mean, let's be serious. You know, even if not, you don't know how it will end, but there are some people know. Sometimes I'm watching the film, my wife, my wife said, this man is going to die. And I say, how do you know? Just I can see the way the film is, he will die in the film. And it's true, it's that he dies. And the blue man never dies. But you keep watching the same thing as if you don't know how it's going to end. And we all know that all these people are acting. And nothing is true in the film. Wow. Stand to your feet. We are, we are, we are praying. I believe God has everything. Lift your hand and ask God, Lord, concerning houses, wives, yes. gardens, yes. my country, yes, where Lord. I stay, the politics, yes. everything. Let your will be done Let in my life. Done. Lift your hand and Jesus. call on God. Oh, lift your hands, lift your hands. The will of God be done. 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 The will of God Oh, yes, 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 oh,
Isaiah 40, 14. Isaiah 14, everybody, verse 26. Quickly, just put it on the screen. Everybody can enjoy it. You can just look at the screen one. Now don't forget these beautiful verses. Amen. This is the purpose. That is purpose on the earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations. And verse 27. The Lord of hosts has purposed. Who shall disannul it? You see, God's will will happen anyway. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So why, why complain? Rather, we should pray that his will be done. And the more we pray, his will will be done anyway. Anyway. He says, the Lord has stretched out his hand. Who is going to turn it back? So what God has determined Hallelujah. for your life yes. and for my life and for this church and for my mission, whoever it is cannot change that will of God. So even the bad things are making the will of God happen. Practically. Yes. You know, I could tell you testimony after testimony. Almost every seemingly bad thing that has almost tend to be the best thing. It's amazing. Lift your hand. Thank him right Jesus. now that his hand is Thank stretched out. Who can spoil it? Thank mm, God that life. nothing can spoil the will of God Thank for you, your Lord. life. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. Say thank you to him. Thank you. Speak to God. Speak to God. Speak to God. Thank him. Your mission. Your calling. Your ministry. Your business. Your life. Your wife. Your children. The most stubborn person cannot spoil your life. The most difficult demonic situation cannot harm you. God's will. His hand is stretched out. Who shall send it back? The purpose of the Lord is purpose. Who shall disannul it? Thank you, Father. Thank you for purposing. Thank you for purposing. Thank you for deciding. Thank you that he is in charge. Thank you that he is in control. The Lord can be stretched out. Who can turn back the hand of God? Who can turn back the hand of God? Who can turn back the hand of God? We give you praise, Lord. We give you thanks, Lord. As we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed. We'll be blessed because.
Thank you that everyone whose hand is lifted up is receiving mercies, forgiveness, and grace. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. You may be seated. And I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 16. I just feel that I should show you that before we end our little prayer time. I don't know whether there's a special heater that has been put on. <laughs> if this is January, I don't know what is coming in March. Hmm. Now, this is the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Do you remember the story? Bible says in verse 23, in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Being in torment. Amen. And seeth Abraham afar off. And Lazarus in his bosom. We are going to say thank you to God for something. Verse 24. And he cried and said, Father Abraham. That's the rich man who has gone to hell. Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send no other than Lazarus. To come and give me water. Not actually, but to just dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Now notice verse 25. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy Good things. Kasha Paloba And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. So, at the beginning of the year, I was sharing with you a lifetime of good things. Yes. It doesn't mean you go to hell. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean you go to it doesn't mean you have to be a beggar to go to heaven. Yeah. But you can see that these were two different lives. A life of a lifetime. In thy lifetime, thou receivest thy good things. And Lazarus was receiving evil things. He was sick, sauce, poor, begging. You will never beg in this world until forms of begging in your life diplomatic begging, political begging symptomatic begging, artificial begging super, I mean specialized begging with big words will never be found in your life in Jesus name and he received good things and Lazarus received evil things yes you will not be lifting up your hand to somebody. Please. Please. Give me. No. Something small for the boys. Somebody was driving his car. He came to a police checkpoint. He says, oh, what? Don't you have? He says, oh, I don't have anything. The policeman put his hand inside the car to check his pocket. 
Practically. You'll never be a professional beggar in your lifetime. If I was being made a minister of finance, I would accept it on one condition that I would not beg any country for money. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Even when you are wearing a suit, you are begging. It's ambassadorial begging. You will never beg or struggle in this life in Jesus' name. Do you believe in this prophecy? I want you to stand up and just thank God for a lifetime of good things. Lift your hand and thank Him. Good things. Thank Him for good things. God is doing good things and He's giving you good. This is a prophetic word for our lives this year. Good things. Things. Thank you, Jesus, good things. for good things. Good things. Thank you, he says, Jesus. remember in thy lifetime, Thank you, Lord Jesus. thou receivest Thank good you, Lord things. Jesus, for good things. Lazarus received evil things. Thank you, Lord. Whatever represents evil things yes. is blocked in yes. your life yes. today in Jesus' name. Jesus. Whatever represents good things, yes. we open the door for the good things. Yes. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of in Jesus. The name of Jesus. In, the name of in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father, thank you for thank your you. blessing. Thank you, Lord, for Thank you for good things. Every little boy, every little yes, girl, Lord. everybody yes, here, please yes. thank God for good things. Yes, thank Lord. God. Thank you thank for, good God for good things that are changing your life, changing Lord, the picture, changing the situation. Jesus. Thank God for good experiences. You are not going to sleep in the open yes, air again. Yes, you are yes. not going to be homeless again. Yes. You are not going to beg again. Yes. You are not going to struggle anymore. Yes. Because God is giving good Jacob things Ramazzato. this year, yes. a lifetime of good a life things. Father, we block, yes. we bind, yes. begin to bind yes. demonic powers yes. that bring evil things into your life in any way. Every type of evil thing coming to you, planned for you this year, we bind it, we block it, we overturn it, we overcome it, we reject it. All evil clouds that Thank him. Yes, 
Thank you, Jesus, for victory. Thank you, Jesus, for from victory. From victory to victory. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that we are going from victory to victory. Yes, Lord. In this season of prayer. Yes, Lord. Thank you that we are going from victory to victory. Thank you that we are going from victory to victory. Thank you, Lord. Congratulate your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I congratulate you on a lifetime of good things and for your victory over the enemy in your life. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you do it better for the Lord? Put your hands together for Jesus and celebrate the Lord for his goodness. Oh, put, it, put your hands together for the Lord. The Bible says in Savannah chapter 3 verse, verse 17 that God in the midst of us is mighty and he will save us. Hallelujah. So I believe as we are in church, the power of God is present to save us, to heal us and to deliver us. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Our first testimony is coming from our brother Hilario Evans all the way from First Love China. Put your hands together for him. He's on vacation and he's spending some time with us. Do it better for him as he comes upstage. Hilary, what has God done for you? I want to give God the glory for changing my life from a zero lover to a first lover. Um, Before I was about to go to China, I heard rumors that there is no church in China. And I was very happy because um, I wasn't a church person. I never liked church. You were happy that there is no church in China? Yeah. So, um, when I got to China, um, during the first week, I didn't go to church. Um, but on the second week, somebody took me to church, and when I got to the entrance of the church, I met a man, and he told me his name is Emmanuel. So um, I also introduced myself to him, and after the introduction, I entered the church. But when I entered the church, I went to sit at the back. Yeah, I went to sit at the back, and um, some people were dancing, like moving like that. And I was like, "Ish, which church is this that people are dancing and all that?" And it's also, not church. <laughs> Give the Lord a shout of praise. And also, um, the man I met outside who told me his name um, is Emmanuel, he entered and he started dancing too. He joined them and... The pastor joined them. Yeah, little did I know he was the pastor of the church. Then he was dancing. So I was like, hey, the man I met too is also dancing. Wow. So um, I started criticizing, saying um, all sorts of things and all that. So when I went home after church, I never came back to the church. It's like, for a month and a half, I wasn't going to church. And um, all the shepherds in the church came to visit me, just to invite me, for me to come to church. They were on my case, but I was very rude. I was some way. Yeah, when they come, I give them all sorts of excuses. So one time, um, Shepherd Emmanuel himself came to um, my place. And when he came, he came to invite me to church. But when he came, I told him to sit down and wait for me. I'm coming. 
Then I went out of the room. I never came back. You ran away. For like two hours, I wasn't back. So when I came back, um, he was not around, and I felt something strong in the room. Like a voice told me that, why are you misbehaving with my servant? And don't you know you have a calling on your life? So I was like, what is this voice, and where is this voice coming from? I was afraid. So I quickly dressed up, and I went to church. When I got to church, it was uh, time for praises. They were praising God, and I saw Shepard Emmanuel. He was dancing again. I was like, hey, this man is so serious. Like... So after church, I was feeling very bad. I went to apologize to him, and he told me that it's one of those things. I shouldn't worry. Yeah, and he told me to even join the shepherds. They were having a meeting, so he told me to sit there and wait. Little did I know that a spiritual connection was taking place for me to be here today. Like, I never thought of it. And by the grace of I'm a shepherd, I'm a bacenta leader, a dancing star, and a film star in China. Why don't you and put your hands together for Jesus? The Lord in the midst of you is mighty. He will save. God will save you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So yeah. what do you have to say, Hilario? Like, what I daddy. Like, I love church now, and I really want to thank God for using our prophet to encourage us to serve him, and also for teaching us on how to start churches. Because if Shepherd Mano wasn't sent to China to start a first life church, I don't know where I would have been by now. I would have been a DJ in a club somewhere, rapping and all that. But... I just thank God for everything. Wow, put your hands together for a powerful testimony. I would have repeated the words he said, but they were in China. I don't think I can speak Chinese. Give the Lord a shout of praise. And I want us to put our hands together for our brother Isaac Tete as he shares his testimony. He's in the greater love choir. Hallelujah. Isaac, what has God done for you? My testimony is about how my Basenta had a major breakthrough. Through the prophetic writings of the prophets. Your Basenta had what? A major breakthrough. A major through breakthrough. the prophetic writings of the prophets. Wow, tell us about it. So, a few months back, we had a challenge with our venue because the security guard over there started harassing us. Sometimes we'd arrive to have service on Thursday evenings and he would be at the gate and he'll be asking questions like, Who are we and who are we looking for? Meanwhile, he knows we meet there every Thursday evening. So, I decided to pray about it. And I picked the prophet's book, name it, claim it, take it. And I got the chapter on confessions for obtaining a mega church. And then one of the confessions read, We see and declare the divine displacement and replacement of evil men in high places who fight against the church. We what? We see and declare a divine displacement and replacement of evil men in high places who fight against the church. We were praying and making this declaration. I was making these declarations over the security guard wow. at the venue. <laughs> and what happened? What happened? After Just the, the following week when I went back to the venue to have service, to my amazement, the security guard was no longer there. He wasn't there. He had been fired. He had been what? He had been fired. Hey! Give the Lord a shout of praise. You said what? I declare. We see and declare. We see and divine displacement. A divine displacement. And replacement. Of evil men. Of evil men. In high places. In high places. against the church. against the church. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Every demonized personality in your life. It's mighty. He will save us. So what happened? So what happened was that he was caught 
drunk and sleeping on the job and they he was caught, fired. They caught him yes. drunk and sleeping on yes, the job. Yeah, that was the report I had when I went there. And he was fired. He was fired. So is there a new security guard? Yes, there is a new security guard. Is he flowing with the chest? He's flowing, bruh. Is he allowing you to move? Totally. He better flow, otherwise he will also be replaced. You said he's decreed and declared what? We see and declare. We see and declare. Divine displacement. A divine displacement. Replacement. And replacement. Of evil men. Of evil men. In high places. In high places. Who fight against who the church. Who fight against the church. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony and give the Lord a shout of praise. God will do it for you too in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to put our hands together for our, our brother as he shares his testimony. Pastor Christian Adosu is one of our pastors and overseers in Central Matayeko. Pastor Christian has God saved your life. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for sparing my life this week Wow! during the praying between the porch and the altar. So on Thursday, that's the day seven, I decided to sw- switch my uh, shift. I was supposed to do a morning shift, shift at work. Okay. So I said I'll do night so that I can be here during the day. I went to my Basenta area to pick four of my members. We decided to use the N1. So just about getting close to the traffic light at Fiesta Royale, I decided to switch lane to the the left side, which has the rails. And all of a sudden, my bonnet opened. The bonnet? Yes. Opened. And I was not really moving at top speed, so I was really surprised. And that morning, I had opened and closed it very well. So it just opened and hit the windscreen very strongly, even to the extent that some of the lights in the car had almost removed. Mercy. And for about 10 seconds, I couldn't see what was ahead of me. On the N1? On the N1. For those of you listening, the N1 is... Um, one, it's, it's a major road. In, we don't have a lot of N1, but the N1 is like yeah. a major road in Ghana. And so he was on the, on the N1. It's about three lanes. Three lanes going right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a highway. And he was on it. And his bonnet removed. Yes. And get, got stuck on the windscreen. Got stuck it on smashed, the windscreen. He smashed the windscreen and got stuck. So for about 10 seconds, I couldn't see what, where I was going. And uh, by the grace of God, there were no cars around me. There was no car in front of me. There were no cars by me. On the N1? On the N1. At what time? At about 10 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. There were were no cars around you? Yes, there were no cars around me. Wow. And there was a side rail. So, amazingly, I didn't run, I didn't veer into the side rail as well. And I remember clearly on day 6, Daddy led us, the prophet led us to pray against evil spirit. That would would make us go to the hospital as BID cases. Mm. That's brought in dead. Or evil spirit that will cause a sudden rearrangement of situations wow. and circumstances around us. And I was, I was really surprised because I never expected something like that to happen to me as I'm coming for a prayer meeting. But I realized that it was those prayers, those prophetic leadings that led our prophet to pray for us. Because I don't know how I was going to explain to four Nigerian parents how their children have just been admitted or even dead. So I really want to thank God for the life of our prophet and also sparing my life and the life of four other first lovers. Why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? Put your hands together for Jesus. God is sparing your life too in Jesus' name. Every evil plot against you, you will escape it in Jesus' name. Wow, put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read our final testimony from a church member in Zambia. Testimony from Ivy. She's a lawyer in, in Chingola, Zambia. She said, this week on Tuesday, I went on evangelism with two sisters, Natalia and Irene. After the evangelism, the sisters suggested that we visit a church member who wasn't well. We were unable to see him because 
he had he had gone to buy medication even though we didn't get to meet him the decision to go on the visitation saved our lives there were armed robbers on the road we were supposed to be on the car with the armed robbers sped ahead of us and they were being chased by the secret police of zambia called the c5 the police fired multiple shots in the air the sounds of the gunshots were very frightening so we ran to a nearby house for safety all of the armed robbers were shot dead and from a distance we could see their bodies on the on the floor they were four men and a lady who were killed we want to thank god for using the prophet to declare escapes and to pray for us he has delivered us several times by the power of god and we have been protected from the armed robbers also this week during the between the porch and the altar meetings i was watching on facebook and i heard the prophet declare that we are being delivered from armed robbers we could have been shot in the crossfire between the police and the armed robbers but god saved my life and that of three little girls in zambia to god be the glory why don't you give the lord a shout of praise oh why don't you give the lord a shout of praise church because ordinary things are at home but when we come to your presence we thank you for extraordinary things thank you no one under the sound of my voice is going away the same thank you for power that is going into every life here power 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 he sent his word and healed them 
Thank you for healings. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for help, supernatural interventions in every life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wow. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? What a blessing. Now, 1 Corinthians, I'm sharing with you, I believe, in this season about hearing the voice of God. And one of the main things that helps us to hear the voice of God is to eliminate other voices. Alright? Eliminating other voices is a master key to hearing the voice of God. That is why in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 10 How many enjoyed being between the porch and the altar up to day 8? So we are going to day 9. I will announce the time of day 9 at the right time. This week we are going into watching and praying in the night. And then I will announce a special prayer meeting. Remind me also And um, on Facebook, you know, I I saw, it it said this week we had 2.9 million people, million uh, reach this week. Yes, in this porch and the altar, 2.9 million. That's the number of people who read, watched, listened, whatever, in just this week, 2.9 million. You know, my, my, my manager... Internet manager was telling me, gave me, just sent me the report. I said, wow. So, we are, although we are praying in a little room here, a lot of people are part of it. So, all those who are watching, you are blessed. Amen. And I believe God is hearing all those prayers that we prayed all the way up to day 8. So, day 9 to 12 will be coming up with Kinky 3 at the end. I don't know who won the competition. But 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 10 says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. So, sometimes to hear the voice, you have to lower or take away some other voices. And that's, that's, a, that's true of every voice. Right? If everybody here starts talking, you may not hear me. Is that not so? So, one of the keys is to know the voices that exist and to silence them. So, if I know this person is making noise, shh. That's what's making noise, shh. This one is playing some music, shh. And I know the different voices. Then as I quieten them down, then I start to hear the voice I want to hear. Alright? So there are many voices, and I'm sharing with you from my book on the art of hearing. Very important book. Sometimes people ask me what would be the most important voice. I always say that would be how to hear God's voice. Alright? So that's very important. Now, many kinds of voices are confronting us all the time and what are some of the voices 
the voice of God, the voice of the flesh. Your flesh is speaking all the time. The voice of the mind. Your mind is also influencing you all the time. Alright? The voice of the devil. The voice of a prophet. The voice of the Bible. The voice of your friends. It's a big voice. It's one of the loud ones. (laughs) Because, you know, we love to do things that people applaud us for. Most of what we do in life is to just hear the praise of someone. So, Charlie, I like your hair. Yeah. But when you go home and there's no one to say that, then you have the cornrow and your head is looking like a cashew nut. You know cashew nuts. If you don't know cashew nuts, look for it and see. That is somebody's head shape with cornrow. That, that is given to others. To, to, to one or two people at home. But the public, for, for you to hear, you are looking nice. We will go through so many things, including feeling hot. All the girls who are wearing wigs here, if they could take it off, they would feel so free. <laughs> You'll be, you'll be happy But it's because of people That you are, you are putting on this thing But we know what is under You get what I'm saying Yeah Tell the nearest sister Charlie be free oh, Because this thing you know. Anyway don't take it off We'll be scared Alright Now the voice of your spirit The voice of your spouse the voice of circumstances. Quieting the voices around you so you can hear my voice. The voice of circumstances. All these are voices. There are many, many voices. So look, look at the verse again. There are many kinds of voices. Kinds. So it's like a voice of humans, spirits, circumstances, situations. And all these voices are speaking. And influencing you. So to do well. You need to quieten. Certain dangerous voices. Amen. Now Isaiah 48 verse 17. Let's just look at that. It's a nice. um, Verse. 17. It says. Thus says the Lord. All right. The Redeemer, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. So God is the one who actually teaches you to do well. If you don't even believe a prophet, that the word prophet is the real word you are seeing there. Because you are so religious. And you have some tradition in your mind that prophet, how can God teach you to profit? So, okay, change it in your whatever to, to doing well. Okay. You prefer that? You like the prophet. So we accept prophet. People have accepted prophet in the front. So he teaches thee to profit. God teaches you how to do well. Not the devil. Not circumstances. Not Bill Gates. Not, um, what is his name? 
Who? Zuckerberg. And who else? Attila the Han. None of these people can teach you to profit. I am the Lord that teaches you to profit and which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Wow. So he is the one who leads you where you should go in this life. Verse 18. Oh, it's, it's lamenting. The prophet is lamenting. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Oh, I wish you had listened to me. Then what would have happened? Your peace in this life, you would have had more peace. Your peace would have been like a river. You know what a river is like? The amazing thing about a river is that it never finishes. You'll be standing there, water is passing by, and it never says water shortage. It just flows and flows and flows and flows. Even if, even the Victoria Falls. I, I, I don't know if it's ever dry. Like no water. I know it goes down, but that, that there's no water falling down. I've not, I've not heard of that. So it's like it's endless. So where is this endless water coming from? And God is saying that your peace would be endless. Can you imagine endless peace? All of you who are young enough to listen to the preaching of what I'm saying, receive endless peace in your life in the name of Jesus. And then your righteousness would have been like the waves of the sea, which is another endless thing. That's one day I know it, that it never ends for sure. Because in all my experiences at the seaside, there is no end to the waves. You stand there, it comes and comes. You wonder, where is this thing coming from? Never finishing. Every second, every minute, there's a wave. And those of us who have been surfing before, we, we need the waves to come so that we can join the wave and go surfing. You'll be surfing soon. I receive it. See? Christians who don't have all these adventurous things, you are not enjoying. You know, let me tell you something. If you want to be changed, you know, in 1 Corinthians 3, I think verse 18, it says that we are changed into his glory. Yes. Is it 3.18? Or 2, 2 Corinthians 3.18? Yes. It says, we, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. You see? So, it's when you see the glory... And you, you see, you have a chance to see the glory. You are changed into the same glorious state. So how do you see the glory or the glory of God? One of the ways you see the glory of God is to see the things he has made. In the Bible, you see the glory of God described as many things, including his nature, his works, your glory, the beauty of God. So when you see the glorious things that he has made, and you, you, you fix your eyes on them. It helps you also to be changed into the same image. Yes, and your life also becomes great and beautiful. So people who just cut down trees. You want me to say, go to the sea, use it as a toilet. And then, I mean, all the nice things God has made, it's not nice to you. Huh? It's not good. Anyway, back to Isaiah 48, please. 
That was just for looking at rivers. So you must always be attracted to rivers, the sea, the ocean, mountains. If you see mountains in their glory, oh, it's something. And you, you, God starts to speak to you and you change, your life changes. Yes. There's a group of people who don't like nature. You just cast concrete. Oh, everywhere is concrete. <laughs> Cut the trees down. <laughs> Verse 19. Now, then this is the promise. It says, your seed would have been like the sand. If you had listened to me. Yes. And your offspring, the offspring of your bow, like the gravels thereof. And his name would not have been cut off or destroyed if you had listened to me. Verse 20. And then verse 21. Beautiful. 21. And it goes on to describe what happened when he led them. He says, and they thirsted not. They were not thirsty when he led them through the desert. You see? Desert is like the sea. You die of thirst in the desert. You die of thirst in the sea. Yes. There's no water. How can you not be thirsty in the desert? That is where they were not thirsty. When he led them. That's why you must trust him to lead you. And, and when we are between the porch and the altar in this season of prayer and all these seasons, what happens is that the other voices which always crowd out the voice of God are lowered. Yes, the voice of the mind, the voice, especially in prayer meetings, like the kind of meetings we are having, your logical things go down and you, you, you listen more to the spirit. Hallelujah. So verse 21, beautiful. He led them, they thirsted not. And this is going to be your story. Even in the desert, you will not be thirsty. You will not be thirsty. I receive it. I said, I prophesy you will not be thirsty. In the desert. Then look at what he did. He, He starts to do miracles when he is the one leading you. Look at it. He caused waters to flow out of the rock for them. So, since I came to the ministry, he's, he led me to the ministry. And he has been causing water to come out of rocks. Like where you don't expect rock. That's why people are afraid to come to the ministry. Because you see a lot of rocky surfaces. So where are you going to get water from? He caused water to come out of the rock. Yes. I've been drinking water. People will be wondering, oh, where do you get this water from? You are even jealous of the water that I'm drinking. Yeah. But he caused the water to flow out of the rock. And then he clave the rock also. And the waters gushed out. It's like the waters were coming. You can bath with some. You can drink some. You can cook with some. You can wash with some. You can do it's gushing. It's gushing. No water shortage. You all forms of shortages in your life and now as you follow the spirit of God. I receive it. So these are the great advantages of drowning out other voices. And so that is why God wants us to learn to dry out other voices. Now, in this wonderful book, if somebody has one, give it to me so that I can hold it up. If you were to take your time to read it, you will see the voice of the flesh. It's a dangerous voice. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Aha, I've got one right here. The art of hearing. 
I'm teaching out of this book. Now, Romans chapter 8 verse 6. The voice of the flesh. What does it say? It says, To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Are you there? Now, what does this mean? The mind, your mind is the computer which is going to take the decisions. Now, two influences are coming to your mind. Two voices are coming to your mind. One is coming from the flesh. Hmm? And suggesting to the, fl- to the mind, take this decision and do this. And another voice is coming from the spirit. And is telling your mind what to do. Okay? So it's the mind that decides. If I'm sitting down and I decide to stand up, my mind finally took a decision. Get up now. And move. Okay? If you see a snake in front of you, you take a very fast decision to move away. Alright? Now, which one is influencing you more? The more your flesh influences or speaks, the voice of your flesh is loud. It leads you to death. Look at it. Death. Carnally minded. A mind which is affected by the carnal. A lot. Sleep, eat, sex, Rest, do everything. To be carnally minded is what? Death. Death. Yeah. Look at the works of the flesh. If you put a, what the Bible says, for the works of the flesh are. The works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. So this is the, what your flesh, if I release you to do what your flesh does. All of you in the front row here, if I, if I release you flesh and I say, just follow your flesh now, you'll be surprised at what the pastors and the type of people here, you'll be shocked. Because that is us. That's us. So when you fast, it, you, 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 you start to gain some kind of control and you dry out the flesh. Yes. And in fact, not only that, when you can stay in one place, it's a major control for people who are active to sit in one room. We were here the whole of last week. Like dogs that have been trapped. You can't go out. We are here and we are praying. That alone is limiting your thinking and your flesh and everything about you. But the flesh itself is leading you. This is it. These are the works of the flesh. So the voice of the flesh is a dangerous voice to follow. And you must always be sure, Charlie, I'm not following my flesh. 
So those of you who don't have beloveds, or if you choose someone, you must always be. When I chose to my wife, all right, when I knew her, I knew her in, in school. My greatest problem was to be sure that I'm not following my flesh. Because it's a bad voice to follow. So when you see a beautiful girl and you say, can I marry you? And she looks beautiful. Your, Your worry should be that Charlie, I hope it's not just pure flesh I'm following. Because it doesn't lead to any good thing. Yes. There there are times I've even wondered that, could it be that the most beautiful people have been given such beauty because of some serious defect? Could it be? As a compensation. To compensate maybe for their inability to do so, so many things. What do you think? Yeah. Yes. Are you just going to church here because it is easy? And close to me. That's the flesh. The flesh flesh says, do what is easy. Do what is nice. Do what is comfortable. Yes. Flesh will never tell you to fast. Flesh. Then you don't know the flesh. I've been in this flesh for over 50 years. I'm telling you that it doesn't advise you to fast. I've been here in this same flesh. My flesh has never advised me to fast. <laughs> I've been fighting. That one of the things I hate most of all since I became a Christian is fasting. My flesh. How many have also had that, that uh, experience? Raise your hand. Oh, you are just like me. I thought I was alone. I, like I thought that like it's like a personal problem that I have. <laughs> Your boys are here. Yeah. So you need to be sure I am not following the voice of my flesh. If it is flesh, England will sound nicer than Ghana. America will sound nicer than Ghana. Germany will sound nicer than Ghana. Many things will sound nicer. On the outward and with the flesh. Because the flesh is just doing every nice thing that you feel like doing. But what does the spirit say? So that's like I was saying. I remember. And when I see somebody having to make those decisions. I feel sorry for them. I mean because it's not easy to not follow your flesh. When you have always wanted to marry a midnight black person, ebony black, is that what they call it? Or you have always wanted to marry 
an inside light. You know inside light. Fair colored. Very fair. As a young man, by the age of 25, your sexual, the flesh is at its peak. 25 is the peak. Highest sperm count, everything's peaking. So when a girl is standing before, she may be a witch, but you see that you are just, you are just full of desires. My God. about the person is electrifying. Sit down, sit down, sit down. That's when you have to say, I'm going to pray. And even when you are praying, it takes time. You you say that you are praying, but you, you have already decided. You know, one day we were having a camp meeting and I asked all the sisters, I said, how many of you would marry Prince William if he proposed to you? So many of the, we're having a camp, a spiritual activity. They came for, they said, oh, will you say yes? Oh, I'll say yes immediately. It's like, actually, if it's the prince there, Charlie, I'm going for it. Will of God, I mean, forget about will of God and flesh and whatever. Do you know that there are certain brothers, if they propose to you, if you are not spiritual, you can never say no. Yeah. Yes. Some of them, there are painful experiences coming to rap. You say, hi, baby. But Charlie, his, his name is Pain. Yeah. His name is Pain. Yeah. His name is what? Pain. Yeah, but you are dying because he's he's just what you have imagined and more. You receive what? The prayer. Ah, okay. So, Romans chapter eight, verse six. Don't forget, this is your five-star scripture for today. If you are more carnally. Minded, you know, you you are you are you are you are, you are not so spiritual. Then you have somebody who is more spirit minded. The spirit influences the person more. So everybody is this way or this way. Yeah. One day I went to a church. Different different singers were made to sing, and then the pastor was commenting about each singer to me. He was telling me, so this one is not spiritual. Yeah, it's, it's different singers. He said, this one is not spiritual. This one is more spiritual. This one is like this. This one is like that. Because the pastor knew the people. Yeah. He said, well, this singer, he's not spiritual. He's not spiritual. This one is spiritual. This one is prayerful. This one is like this. He knew them. Because a person singing about more carnal, everything, flesh helps you to decide. Yeah. If you have two universities offered to you, one is in Kumasi. One is in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi and Kumasi. It's simple. 
when you go to Abu Dhabi or Kumasi, you see, you have all raised your hand. It's like automatic. But it's not so. You may, you may, you, or, or, or America. I didn't even want to say America. That's why I said Abu Dhabi, to just confuse you a bit. Yeah, mix it up a bit. One time I went to America and I met a brother who was, uh, he used to be a worship leader in our church, but he, he was now completely gay. Yeah. He took a bunch of complimentary cards and showed you, said, these are all the men who are chasing me. So I told him, I said, maybe you shouldn't have come here. He said, oh yes, maybe I should. So you was leading worship here. And when he went there, because of job. So not everything that glitters, there's people, you know, in the world we have with saints. It's the same thing, but is this what the word of God is teaching you? To be carnally minded, just using your flesh to take decisions. Don't just look at it. it's nice, it's good. Oh, so we are going. Charlie, let's go. One year, one year, one year, one year, London. One year, London. Charlie, one year, Germany. One year, Germany. <laughs> one year, Abu Dhabi. <laughs> to be carnally minded, it leads to one thing. Death. Death. Your whole life will get spoiled. So if you are here, I want you to be sure. That's one of the reasons why I am doing the prayer meetings in the way I'm doing. I want my Christians, my children to be spiritual. I need you to be spiritual. If you are not spiritual, you will not be spiritually minded. Like the decision is based on spiritual things. You know, years ago, I was uh, in a... At a, a junction of my life, and I went to England. My uncle took me. He said, he want, he want, "I want you to come to school here." But I just be, I was just born again. Then he said, "I want you to come to school here. This will be your school." I said, "Me? I'm going back to Achimota School. Why is?" And, and he tried to press to get the reason why. He took me in his car round to the school and made me go into the school. The class, this is it. It's England. Beautiful. You'll be here. And I said, no. And then he pressed me. After some days, he was able to get the answer. I said, the, the church that you, the church that I'm in, I wasn't really in a church. I was in a fellowship. You, you don't have it here. So based on church, I will not take this decision. So, wait. Don't clap for yourself. You're clapping for me. (laughs) Because, you see, that decision would have been the end of my life and my ministry. Yes. You would not know me. But now we're speaking, hello, what are you talking about? You talk about God, you know. I don't really believe in God, you know. You know, I believe in myself, you know. I don't think all this going to church and praying too much, you know. I don't think it's a very good thing, you know. (laughs) You know. Wow. I'm from the UK, you know. Wow. My uncle took me in his car. He, he used an Audi. And he took me from church to church. We drive. Then we park. Show me. Anglican church. I said, This is not what I mean. Then we drive. Another church. This is a church. I said, this is not what I mean. He took me around different churches. 
you to try to convince me that this is good for my life. It's a junction. But my mind was spiritually minded. Not carnally minded. So, if I was using carnal things, what is such a motor school? No. You know, schools in England, you, you must have a swimming pool. Everybody, there's a, certain, a number of people per swimming pool in the country. To not have a swimming pool is like something really bad. Yeah, to not know how to swim is serious. It's serious. It's unheard of. They cut the population to a swimming pool. Like how you say population to a doctor. They have population to a pool. We're talking about, I mean, where we are in Ghana, England, where England was 250 years ago. We have not yet reached there. Take it from me. The bridge that they built across the Zambezi River, they brought each piece from England. Many years ago, to join from Zimbabwe to Zambia, they bought each piece of iron and made a bridge across a huge, high thing, put for a railway, for cars, for everything. Hundreds, years, hundreds of years ago, we have been even some of our streams. We have not been able to cross them. Tell somebody, I'm going to be spiritually minded from today. Amen. Are you still here? Yeah. Tell somebody, I'm, I'm going to watch out for voices. Amen. Now, the voice of your spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit. Alright. How do you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? When the Holy It's another important voice. How you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Alright. Now. The Bible says. In Galatians chapter 4. Verse 16. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. Amen. When the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. What does it sound like? What does it sound like? Like Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 Because the Holy Spirit can speak to your spirit Or he can speak to your mind Or he can speak to your body Amen Because you are made up of a spirit, a soul and a body Are you listening? How many want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? So the question is How is it like when he speaks? When he speaks, will you hear it? Okay, so the first one is When you speak and he speaks to your spirit or to your heart. You don't hear a voice. You become sure of something. Look at Galatians 4 6. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son, the spirit of God, into your spirit or your heart. Now, the spirit of God is in your heart crying. When he cries, you hear, have you heard it before? Abba Father. No, but after some time, Abba Father means my father. After some time, and you are born again, you are very sure that you are Christian. So, when God is speaking with you, and he's speaking to your spirit, after some time, you keep, it keeps occurring to you. And you become more and more sure of what the spirit is saying to your spirit. 
Then there are times that he speaks to your mind. And you can bring up that scripture. It says, it says that, and he shall bring to your remembrance all things whatsoever I have spoken to you. So your remembrance is your mind. So there are times that the spirit will bring to your remembrance. So then there are times that thoughts come to your mind directly. A thought enters your head. And that thought is not a natural thought. It's a thought from the spirit. Yeah. So don't joke with your thoughts. eh? Because thoughts also come from the devil. So there are certain thoughts that have come into your mind. Recently I went somewhere. I was in my nice car. I had actually not used the car for... I'd use it maybe three times. A very nice car. When I finished what I was doing, the person, somebody came to see me off. He came to see me off to my car. When I sat in my car and I looked at, at him, he was just saying, Baba, a thought came to me, I should give him the car. Yeah. That I should give him the nice car that I was driving. Huh? That, yeah, it's brand new. New, brand new, new, brand new. Not just brand new, new, brand new. Yeah. A thought came to my head. Give him. He was just saying, Baba, he just came to see me off like I was normal. Baba, I will see you off to your car. When I sat in my car and I just looked to the right, and okay, so I should give. This. It has never occurred to me before. <laughs> my, my wildest dream, I wasn't thinking of giving. Anybody know car? <laughs> but I, you know, I felt that God was leading me to do that. Yeah. So I said, oh, why not? It's a, it's a good idea. Yeah. Give it away. Give it away. It's a blessing. Yeah. There are certain thoughts. He says, he shall bring to your where? To your where? Your what? Remember. So be careful of certain thoughts. And thoughts can also come from the devil. That's why in Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten, like verse four, he's saying that you should cast down imaginations. You should cast down imaginations. So there are imaginations which are demonic. You are standing in front of a girl who is not your wife, and you are saying, "I'm saying that oh, you cry." Maybe who they ride you. Is it a correct thought? <laughs> to whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? Hey! <laughs> the man is leading worship on stage. Instead of lifting your eyes to love the Lord, you are falling in love with somebody. You know, one, one Sunday, I don't know who was leading, I think it was Bishop Edim who was leading the worship. After church, somebody came to see my wife. The, the brother who was leading the worship, is he married? So said, yes, my said, oh no! Oh no! During the worship, she was not seeing, seeing God, she was seeing some, somebody. 
She said, oh no. So listen. Then the Holy Spirit can speak to your body. That is to your tympanic membrane. And then you hear a voice. An audible voice. That's another level of speaking. So it's three. Yeah. So you hear the prophet saying, and the word of the Lord came. Or I heard the voice of God. The voice of God came to me clearly with words. Yeah, that's how sometimes people have, they hear things. You know, you actually hear, and it's, it, it, it is, it is, it is, it is, <laughs> it is also a different level. So each voice has its importance. And you have to be careful with voices. Because once you start to hear voices, voices can be dangerous. If it's the wrong voice, that's schizophrenia. You start to hear voices talking to you, insulting you, saying this, and claiming to be hearing voices. So it's, it's not a, a common thing. And it's like more of a prophet who will hear something like that. But hearing God speak to your spirit, Galatians 4, 6. Are you seeing it? I want you to be spiritual. So you, you, you start to start to know that I am knowing certain things. And I keep, it keeps coming to me. You know, I become more sure. I'm saved. I'm saved. He's my father. He's my father. He's my... Now I don't even think whether I'm saved or not. I know that I'm saved. I don't even believe. I believe I'm saved. I believe I'm saved. No. His spirit is crying in my heart every day. So when the spirit is crying in your heart, go to England every day. Go to England every day. At a point, you just know that you are going to England. That's how I came to the ministry. He was, I could, I knew A-level. I remember walking to do my A-level. Fasting. And doing my A-levels. We, I did A-level. Not this one funny thing you are doing here now. A-level physics. A-level chemistry. A-level biology. Fasting. Praying. I knew I was in the ministry. I knew I was serving God. Nobody told All the seven years of medical school couldn't take that feeling in me that I belong to God and I have to serve God. I didn't know what, what I, apostle, I don't even know what it is. I just know that I will serve God. It's, that is like my salvation. It's just like that. You can't take it away from me. Seven years of learning anatomy, biochemistry, and what have you, couldn't take it out of me. Prospects couldn't take it out of me. So watch out for things God speaks to you. And then thoughts. So these are the voice of the spirit. So watch out. You see, the spirit may put certain thoughts into you. I'm not talking of dreams. The voice of a dream or the voice of vision. A normal Christian has the Holy Spirit. And a normal Christian hears the Holy Spirit. But when you are hearing, you think, oh, it's just occurring to me. Kenneth Hagin had a vision. He saw Jesus. Jesus told you, Jesus, I, I, I told you this. He was invited. He was invited to a church. And when the guy came, it was a small church. And he said, oh, he just took the letter and said, thank you. But then he told the person that I can't go. I can't come. Throughout, the Lord kept telling him, I want you to go to that small church. I want you to go to that small church. I want you to go to that small church. So in the vision, he, he told him, yes, I was speaking to you. And that's how I speak to you. And he said, I'm speaking to you now in a vision because he appeared to him physically. I said, but I'm not going to appear to you like that again. Now you have to do it like everybody else. 
And you see that that thing keeps occurring to you. And that is the spirit speaking to you. That is if you are spiritual. If you are carnal, you only flesh will be occurring to you. Flesh will be occurring to you. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. But it's your flesh that's occurring to you. That's why we need to calm our flesh. That's why we fast sometimes up to 8 o'clock in the morning. 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock. So that the spirit man rises up in you. I am training you to be spiritual. You don't need to depend on a prophet to be a good Christian. At all. Are you listening to me? Yes. So the voice of the spirit. There are many voices. And you must become used to the voice. Oh yeah. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me. And now, for instance, the spirit is speaking to me. Speaking to me. Speaking to me. Do this. Do this. Not, 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 not. You see, I know we like to hear so. Oh, God spoke to you. I wish God speak to me like the way he speaks to you. He's speaking to you like the way he speaks to me. And he's speaking to me like the way he speaks to Kenneth Hagin and all Christians. But to now become confident that certain thoughts have, that have come to my mind. Like when God told me to write books. I can't say I had a vision. I had a dream. No, I just felt, write books. It's a, something that occurred to me. Write books. But I, I could feel that that thought was not just a thought. It was something that came. The Spirit would bring to your thought, your remembrance. Yeah, many of the decisions I've taken. Yeah, employ this person. Yeah, some dreams, but I've not yet come to dreams. But you must become supernatural. And when he leads you, 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 you see, Kenneth Hagin, Jesus appeared to him. I always recommend his book so you can read it. Jesus told me, if you learn how to follow me, you'll be rich. And I can see why. When he says, the Lord is my shepherd, what happens the next sentence? I shall not want. It's, it's the first thing that happens when the spirit leads you. It's the spirit that led me not to be a borrower of money. Yes. More and more. More and more. More and more. The Holy Spirit put a thought in my head. Take this person as your father. Don't take him as a friend. That's a, it's enough for me. I, I, because the devil will not tell you to honor somebody. Say, Father. <laughs> He spoke to me as a, you see, rejoiner, honor him as a father, receive him as a father. Don't receive him as an author. I I take his his books differently. Yeah. Devil will never tell you this. He will tell you insults for the person. You should go on the internet and see the insults that they are insulting all these people and mentioning their names. So the mighty spirit is leading you. In a supernatural way. Prosperity comes. More. To those who are supernatural. In their leading. What does Romans 8.14 say? Those that are led. By the spirit of God. You see. You are supernatural. You are a son of God. But if you are not. Led by the spirit. You are a son of flesh. Are you listening to me? Amen. So tell somebody, ask for me. I'm open to the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, when the Spirit speaks to you, Acts chapter 27. And when the south wind blew. Hallelujah. 
Acts chapter 27 from verse 9. They were about to go on a journey. And your journeys will be blessed with supernatural occurrences. I receive it. Acts 27 verse 9. When much time was spent and sailing was now dangerous. Because the fast was already passed. Paul advised the captain. Are you listening? And said, sir, sir, (laughs) I perceive. You see, if you are a true prophet, you, you will not say, God said to me, when he didn't say. You say, I perceive. I, I can sense. Yes. I've never been wrong on any election we have had. Not by, like I saw a vision with writing. But I perceive. And Paul was not wrong about this journey. He was right. He said, I perceive it. I can sense it. When you read on, he said, I perceive what's going to happen. There will be hurt and damage. And our lives will also be in danger. I, I, I sense it. It's not a, it's not, oh, the Lord, that says the Lord. I, there shall be this, there shall be. No, I perceive. Because when the spirit speaks to your spirit, you start to perceive and feel certain things. Yeah. But how to know that that feeling is different from your flesh? It's, that's why we fast and that's why we pray and that's why we take time and that's why you allow time to pass. Yeah. Because when time passes, you see your flesh, the flesh wants to just evaporate like that. Yeah. Yeah. I perceive. I sense it. I sense it. I perceive. When Bishop Prince brought me to this land, it was a, there were trees. If you look outside, you see trees. There's a forest. A waterlogged stream. I said, it can work. It's a way of saying I perceive. I was standing at the door here when I said, this election is going to, I feel that it can go this way. Yeah. And it happened. I remember where I was standing. I said, there is no sign. Everybody in Ghana was shocked with the election result. Because in the natural, it was all going this way. But I was, I was, at, I was outside the door. I said, I perceive this one can go this way. I don't know how. There's no even imagination or understanding or reasoning why it can be. Each election, I perceive, I've perceived it. I'm not saying that I know everything. No, 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 not at all. I see prophets arguing on television. This one says NPP win. This one says NDC win. God said, God said, God said. God said is different from I perceive. So sometimes you should ask, Sir, what do you perceive? Yes. What do you perceive about my relationship? Not what has God said. Did God say? God hasn't told me anything. If he tells me, I will say. What do you perceive? I I perceive trouble. (laughs) But you see, they didn't listen to him. Verse 11. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. When the government came into power, our bishops prophesied. Prophesied. We said, number one, do concrete road. Sixty years have gone by. There's no road in Ghana. 
from here to here, here to here, you're plenty. Number two, we said this education is not good. We prophet. If you don't do it, eight years will come and pass. It will, we will still be here. And it's happening. Security. We spoke about it. I'm Robin. Now, it's, you, you, you read it. You say, hey, police station? Killing people? They, they attacked four, four petrol stations in Tamale. Killed the attendants. I'm Robert. Killed us. They are selling petrol. But you see, the Bible says that the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. So this is a perfect story where you see the voice of God coming from the perception of a spiritual person. And then the voice of logic and even human experience. I am the owner of the ship, the master, and he said he believed him more. Because the centurion was the one who was going to take the decision. And he was the mind. So the, lo- the logic of the canal and the logic of human was more than what Paul said. So they went, verse 12. Now the heaven was not commodious to winter. It wasn't a good place to stay. And the more part advised to, de- uh, to depart. So they went and there to winter. Let's go here. It would be better to stay there for winter. Alright, it goes and there's and, and lie toward the southwest and so on. All this King James language, verse 13. Now, when the south wind blew softly, you see, when things it, it looks okay. It looks okay. The south wind blows softly and you are following the south wind rather than what the spirit is saying. Don't expect to prosper. One day, a brother brought a very beautiful girl to me and said he wants to marry the person. When I saw the girl, I heard the south wind blowing softly. And I knew that the brother can never say no to this south wind that is blowing softly on him. Sometimes you don't even bother to advise. And he followed the south wind. Supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing dance, they sail close. So that's why I said there are many voices. Many things are speaking to you and telling you, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. Yeah. I honor Bishop Duncan Willard. You hear me mention his name. There are many voices that have told me not to honor him. Over the years. With a lot of reasons. I've even had people writing letters to me. Yeah, writing. A white man wrote a letter to me. Detailed letter. This, 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 this. I shouldn't. What I'm doing. This. I'm not following your voice. I'm following what I believe. So. People think that I'm a child. (laughs) No, wait, wait. Go back, go back, go back. South wind. Supposing they lose. And they went and said, we are going. We believe this, this, this is perhaps one of the best stories that illustrates the voices that are available for a Christian. So they loosed and they went. What happened? Verse 14. But not long after, three months after the wedding, there arose it against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. So you see, hurricanes have been given names for years. Euroclidon. 
hurricane what? We have had hurricane Ivan, Maria, Katrina. This is hurricane Euroclidon. And you are in the middle of the sea. In hurricane Euroclidon. Not long after. Look at verse 11 again. Look at verse 11 again. Nevertheless, the centurion. So I want to ask you, who do you believe more? Which voice do you listen to more in your life? Yes. Sometimes he tells us, this one is good. Verse 14. Verse 15. Let's see what's going to happen. And when the ship was caught and could no, no, no more bear up into the wind, we let her drive. That is, we now left the ship that wherever you take us, take us. You see, when you are not led by the Spirit, winds and circumstances and things take over your life and you start going to the most dangerous places you shouldn't go to. And running under a certain island, which is called Clodda, we had much work to come by the boat. Carry on. Which when they are taken out, they use helps under guarding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strike sail, and so were driven. Do you understand? I can change the version, but in the King James, it's the to see that is the word of God. Verse 18. And we being exceedingly tossed. How many want to be exceedingly tossed? You will never be exceedingly tossed. I receive it. With a tempest, they, the next day they lighten the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling. Everything, they were throwing everything out of the ship. They were throwing it out of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appear. You see, when you don't follow God, the sun doesn't appear. The stars don't appear. The moon doesn't appear. And you are on the sea. For many days, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. By listening to the owner and the master of the ship. More than listening to Paul. But after long abstinence, Paul went to become spiritual and was praying. Paul stood up in the midst of them. Everybody was afraid. This one, we are going to die. And he stood up and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened to me. You should have listened to me and not lose from grace to have gained this harm and loss. But now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no. Now he's now prophesying. He's now giving a prophetic word. They are not saying God has a prophetic word. There shall be no loss of any man's life. But we will lose the ship. For. Now he's giving another reason. There stood by me this night. The angel of God. You see the first time. He didn't say an angel appeared. Because no angel appeared. The first time he perceived. So, you see, a real prophet does, will tell you the truth. He will not tell you always that God said, God said, God said. Because it's not true. It's, I perceive, I sense it. Yeah. He said, this one, an angel appeared. Whose I am and whom I serve. 
And he said, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all of them that sail with thee. All of them. Well, that's why you must be near a man of God whose life is precious because he may be preserved and add you as a bonus. Hmm. Wow. Wherefore says, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. So your life will not have all these tempestuous storms, but good things. Isaiah 48 verse 21, as we close. They what? Thirsted not. You will not be thirsty. When what happened? When who led them? The voice of the flesh led them. The voice of the mind led them. Centurion led them. Smooth south wind led them. No. When he led them. Amen. That's why today, by God's grace, I don't know the cost of uh, Kiliwili. It's a promotion. Yes. The price, yesterday I saw corned beef in my house. I, I said, where did this come from? He said, oh, somebody brought it. I said, glory to God. I remember the day I was counting my money to put together to buy one tin of corned beef. And the power of God has put it on my shelf. Without, I don't know how, whether it flew. It just walked on the shelf. I said, well, is it real? I asked, I asked my wife, is it a real corned beef? Because this pot, she said, it's, it's a real one. I said, are you sure? She said, yeah. So I went and I held it like that. Miracle corned beef. God is doing great things for you. I receive it. Yes. It's your year of good things. Receive good things. My children, receive good things. Stand to your feet and receive good things as you follow Jesus and as you follow the Lord. How many are going to start practicing whether the Spirit is leading you? Lord, yes. I want you to start noticing some of your thoughts. Yes. If I have not followed that thought that came to my mind, write a book. Wow. Huh? The church will be quite different, you know. You know, it's one of the blessings of this ministry. It's the books. And he spoke to me. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, God told me to go to Nigeria. Yeah. Many of the countries that we go to preach, God didn't tell me specifically to go. But Nigeria is one of the countries. Because sometimes, you know, God may speak in different ways. But I, I was in England when he spoke to me about Nigeria. He said, go to Nigeria. It's important you go there. Wow, Nigeria? Why? I was landing once in Lagos. I, I was sitting by a white man. He said, hey. He looked out of the window and said, this place is like Baghdad. (laughs) I tell you. (laughs) I don't know. I think he travels a lot. But we have been to Nigeria many times. But it's it's the will of God. God's will. So I I don't say angel said when angel hasn't said. You two don't come and start telling lies. I heard a voice and the voice said, 
please. When you perceive, say, I perceive. I sense it. It keeps coming. It keeps coming. And your life is going to be supernatural. Look at Romans 8.14. You know what I remember? I will not tell you the country. But a certain country in Africa, whose name begins with a T. I was in the country driving when suddenly a car came to pass. Very posh car. And I said, which type of car and type of driving? And they told me, this is a president's son. And I realized that the son of the president in that country, he has certain powers. They say he's the only one who has such a car and such cars in the country whose name begins with a T. I'm sure you are thinking so hard. <laughs> you see, when you are a son of God, God's cars, God's houses, God's money, God's everything is yours for you to drive in town. I receive it. You'll be driving the nicest things that God gives to you. I receive it. Yes. What a blessing. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, your voice from today, my Christian life. I'm becoming spiritual, Lord. I will not just be natural, following centurions, following, I mean, south winds, following other voices. But your voice, Lord, your voice. I, oh, Father, I pray, Kalama Shantolama, spirituality is coming into everyone here. We are becoming spiritually minded in everything, every life's decision. Thank you for your blessing, the blessing of today, the blessing of your power. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Father, we give you thanks. Now I see a desert ahead. And that says the Lord. You shall be in the desert, but waters shall flow out for you. I receive it. You shall see the rocky faces. Yes. But I shall cleave the rock for you. I receive it. And I shall cause waters to run in the midst of the desert. And those who are afar off will look upon you and say, Hey, Hey. the Lord has done wondrous things for this one. I receive it. Let the Lord now bless you and receive the goodness of the Lord. I receive it. As he leads you into his green pastures. As he leads you through deserts. As he leads you through every phase of this life. Yes. And provides for you every step of the way. Thank you for the great lifting of your little children, Lord. Thank you for your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Every head bowed. If you are here today, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you want to give your life to God today, I'm going to give you a chance to receive Jesus this morning, this afternoon, as your Savior. If you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your right hand and I pray with you. If you've lifted your hand, you want to be born again, you want to come to Jesus, you want to say, Pastor, help me, I need God. If you don't have God, you don't have Jesus, you cannot have the Holy Spirit. If you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, lift up your hand and come to me now 
as I pray with you. Come, just walk from where you are standing. Walk all the way to me in the front. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Jesus. I want Jesus. God bless you. Let him have his way. Lift your hands and say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, God. From today, I open my heart. Let's all say together, I open my heart. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books, free of charge. What's your name? Huh? If you Okay. Your life is changing from today. Okay, don't cry. Jesus is changing your life. Amen? Jesus is changing your life. The power of God is here. People's lives are being changed. It's a turning point. The first time you start to hear God calling you, saving you, changing you, is the day that you are born again. Give your life to Jesus. Let's all lift our hands. Father, thank you for salvation. Thank you for all these coming to know you. Thank you that every Sunday is a day to know Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We shall serve you. Guide all these little ones. Guide us all to the good place that you have chosen for us. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. When we close, as soon as we close, over there, the red, that red place, come there with your book. And we are going to meet you. Okay? Before you go. God bless you. Give them a mighty clap offering. And you may be seated. It's time for Holy Communion. Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing that we bless It's the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break It's the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the holy meal It is the meal of God, yeah It will sustain you It will make you whole And it will give you life When I see the
chapter 11 and verse 26 as we come before the table what does it say as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do what show or manifest the Lord's death now what is the use of that the Lord's death by his being killed for us is your healing. So anytime the Lord's death is shown, it's showing the reason for healing. And it leads to manifestations of healing. I first noticed that when I had communion, I didn't know. I had communion and prayed for all the people who were healed were healed during the communion. Yeah. It was something that I noted. But you see, where every time you eat, as often as you eat and drink, you manifest the Lord's death. So Derek Prince, you know, he said that churches were not having communion enough for him. So he started to do it himself with his wife. Yeah. Because you see, we need to show the Lord's death. And every time there's a manifestation, there's a manifestation of healings and whatever the Lord's death brings. The Lord's death brings healing. Not not spiritual healing, physical as well as spiritual. Verse 27, amazing. So whosoever shall eat this thing without being serious about what you are doing will be guilty. That will be a sin. And verse 28 he says, let a man be careful when he's about to take this bread. You have to be careful. You can't just come and take this bread. And verse 29. He says, he that eateth and drinketh brings damnation. When you don't carefully assess what you are doing. Start to bring them. There's some power that you are violating. And verse 30. And he said, for this reason, many people are sick. And many people are, are dead. So many people die over communion. Like it has the effect of killing you physically when you don't know what you are dealing with. So 1 Corinthians 11 from verse 26 starts to tell us that we show the death of the Lord. It's, a money, it's, a, it's actually like a very serious spiritual thing. So the Catholics have really done a great job of honoring it and making it a very great and sacred thing. And we are trying to continue and do even more by having it more and also receiving the physical and spiritual effects that it it can actually affect you. That's why verse 30 says they actually sick and actually die. So it can actually physically affect you. Yes. Because it's a very spiritual thing. Stand to your feet. Father, as we come before your table, we declare this to be the body of Jesus. Let the manifestations of power, power to save the world, power to heal the world, come into every life here now, gathered, and those watching. Let miracles 
healings, transmission of power, yes. move into every life. We thank you, Jesus, that today marks the end of curses, diseases, and wickedness working in our lives and our bodies. We receive healing, yes, and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus, the body of Jesus Christ. blood can actually make people physically sick. How many believe that it it means it has an effect on your health? If we are doing it the right way and the right things it's going to have an effect on your life. Father, the blood you said my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink. As we receive this blood let power come into every life. Power into the church. Power into the circumstances. Let our mistakes be forgiven. Let our errors be overlooked. Don't judge us according to our ways, but according to your mercies. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. May you escape from whatever has marked you out for evil. I receive it. By the blood of Jesus. Yes. The blood of Jesus Christ. your hand for your blessing Father we lift our hands and receive your prophetic blessings yes. there shall no evil befall you this week I receive it. your life is divinely directed by God from now I receive it I declare over you a spiritual and real covering yes from all attacks and all advances of the enemy on your life. Right now I see something like a rope, professor, tying somebody with a lot of knots. But I commanded the rope to be untied. I receive it. And I release you from every knot and bondage. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. I receive it. Walk free. Yes. I say walk free. I receive Like a man let loose from prison. Yes. Be free. I receive it. To those watching, to those here, I declare and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord for you. I receive it. It is a good year for you. I receive it. It's a year of good things for you. I receive it. May God visit you and may his visit result in every chain broken in your life. I receive it. Now, close your eyes and look up and see with the eyes of your heart a light. For for I hear him say that unto the righteous, Professor, a light arises in the darkness. I receive it. May a bright light arise in the midst of any darkness in your life. I receive it. Show you the way forward. Yes. I see you stepping. Yes. Step one. Yes. Step two. Yes. Step three. Yes. Step four. Yes. Step five. Yes. Step six. Yes. Step 
7. Yes. Step 8. New things. I see you stepping into new things. New things. New things. New beginnings. Oh, yes. The day of new beginnings. Professor. The day of new things. You receive it. And the day of good things. Receive these blessings I now. Receive it. In the next two months. I in the next eight weeks. I May every single word practically manifest in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you for your blessing. Right now, I see something like a monkey Professor. holding somebody on your, on your own. It's attached to you. Satan, I curse you. I say, come off the person now in the name of Jesus. Every attack, every attachment, satanic attachment, demonic attachment, I command you to drop to the ground now and walk out of this building in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free from monkeys, from cancers, from diseases, from diagnosis, from evil tidings, from bad news, from strange and evil tidings, from bad phone calls. In the name of Jesus. You live. I said you live. You live. And you will not die. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.